podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 49. I hope you're comfortable. I'm comfortable because I'm sitting down. I think, I wonder if anyone does a podcast standing up. Because they say, don't they, that, who says this, Harriet? Though I swear I've heard that if you don't go to the toilet whilst you're on stage, no, that sounds like if you don't like... Like, it's a thing that you should be proud of if you don't take a shit on the stage. No, I obviously don't mean that. I mean, if you need a wee before you go on stage, but you manage to hold it in throughout, it's supposed to make your performance better. Is it? I think it just makes it a bit more urgent. I know it makes mine a bit... Yeah, but that suits your act, because you're quite an urgent... Your act is an urgent act. Yeah, you're right, which often results in people urgently having to leave. But yeah, I guess like no, that's true. Because if I was like a like a really slow, maybe like a one-liner comedian, then yeah, I'd, maybe needing the toilet wouldn't help. I don't know why I said. Oh, speaking of one-liners, should you say? Well, I'm gonna say. So yesterday, <laughs> I was kicking with Gary Delaney, fantastic one-liner, arguably the best. And, uh, no, Eric, fantastic one-liner comedian. You sound like he is a one-liner. Yeah, his foot is a word, his leg is a word, and then so his body, his torso is three words, and then his head's a word. So all together, is, he makes up of a line. What are you on about? Anyway... And he come in, uh, so we come into the gig yesterday, and everyone, and I know everyone noticed it at the same time, and do you know, I would have thought it would have been this, this person, but no, do you know what, you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't have just let him do it, but, yeah, but you did notice it straight away, that it's basically, he came in with all this stuff down his, down his shirt, and I thought, fucking hell, how has he been eating his lunch here? And then... Ellen Cooker that was on goes, mate, you got something down your shirt. And but then, then I went, yeah, and there, and there, and there, because it was like fourth. I think he was like proper, like drive by, like maybe a gang of seagulls, because he was he had four about four or five splops, splops. Yeah, it's like bigger than a splash and a plop, so it's a splop. Uh, all down his front. I tell you this, he went, I, I don't know where he went, well, you do know where he went, because he must have gone to the toilet or something. He come back, and he, you wouldn't have known. No, did he have a different shirt? No, I don't think it was, and this was a very similar shirt. Yeah, so I was really respectful about how much of a good job he did. Yeah, bloody birds. I saw once, I think I said this before, I saw a, uh, in Brighton, I saw uh, a... A guy just walking down the street, and it was like something out of the birds. So I was about five or no, I think it was more than that. So I'd say eight seagulls just on him, pecking his head. 
Yeah, she'd have helped him really. So I was in the car at the time and I was just like, guys, did you see that? No one else saw it. You guys imagine it. Everybody knows. Anyway, hello. D- but uh, so yeah, it's, uh, this is episode 48. No, tell a lie. It's bloody episode 49. Don't you steal an episode off yourself, pal. Yeah, episode 49. I never thought I'd make it this far, if I'm honest with you. It's very easy. Have I just said all... I don't know if I've said all this, because I had to... Where I was? Start the podcast. And I found this, like, weird thing on me. Which turned out to be a spot, so I had to deal with that. And then I've come back, but then I saw a start, so I don't know what... Anyway, so, so yeah, it's episode 49. I think with these things you just gotta stick with them because I feel like only lately people have realised how much of a good podcast this is. I think people just are like, I really, do you know what? You've been, you've been sort of wallowing by yourself, nattering away for well, coming up to twenty five hours. So they're like, well, that's off to you, pal. No, thank you, thank you. That's a, a good week. Oh, well, something very good has happened. Ever did I tell you about my pen pal situation? How I... So, because I find... I think a lot of people with anxiety uh, have this, where I find talking on the phone, I'm an absolute nervous wreck. I hate it. If I know I've got to do, like, a phone interview or, some, or something like that, and it, it just ruins my day, and I'm just... it, And it's, like, looming on me. I don't know what it is, I just can't get over it. I've before had a boyfriend, and I would say, categorically, our relationship broke down because of me not being... No, it didn't break down because of me not being speaking on the phone. It broke down because he was sticking his dick in other people. I'd say that was the problem. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Um, but it didn't help that, yeah, he was ringing me, and I was just ignoring the calls because I just couldn't bear to speak to him. And even my lovely boyfriend now... Sometimes it'll ring me on the way home from work. Sometimes it's alright. But other times I just, I don't know, I just panic. I just don't like the phone. But 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 I don't mind Skype. Skype's really good for my brother. My brother doesn't like the phone. I don't like the phone. So we just... And if we don't know what to say with Skype, we just pull faces at each other. And I'm good at pulling faces. That'll be all, probably on my tombstone. Probably on another tombstone. Feels a bit of a, you know, a bit of a faff. I'd probably have... Uh, no, I'd be burnt, just in case you want to know. Yeah, if anything happens to me, you've heard it here first, burn me. Ellie Taylor. No, Ellie Golden. Who's Ellie Taylor? Ellie Taylor's a comedian, she's ever so nice. Oh, she's lovely. And beautiful and funny. God, you know what? Yeah, I didn't think of her. Because the other day, who was it, we were saying that... If beautiful people are also funny, then the world will implode because that's like that's what we have down, isn't it? Like the, the quirky, strange people that maybe have a few issues, issues. Like them being funny is like how it should be. So the when beautiful people are funny as well, like the world should implode because it's not it's not for them. Like they've got their thing being beautiful, but you can't even say that with her because. She's genuinely lovely. So nice. And she's... Can I say, she's... Would you say she's famous? I guess... I'd say a lot of people know who she is. But... And who am I in the scheme of things? But she'll always say hello. Be lovely. Well, we once gigged together where... 
there was we were on the toilet separately, and uh, there was bullet holes in in the walls where we gave jokes. Absolutely rough as fuck. So I feel like we bonded over that time. It's kind of funny as well, actually, because she's friends with someone that. Uh, how do I put this? Probably wouldn't in especially in Edinburgh because there's so much industry in that. So Erin and this other girl were together, and I see the other girl look at me, but then pretend like she hadn't seen me. But then it totally backfired because Ellie was like, oh, well, I'm all right. So then the, the girl was like, oh, fuck it, I'll have to go over and talk. And she just looked so disinterested the whole time. So, yeah, so that was that was funny. Yeah, Ellie's a good egg. Anyway, Ellie Golding. I can't believe I've quoted an Ellie Bloody Golding on the side. You shouldn't judge someone, but I never heard her speak until a couple of years ago on something. And I thought, God... I didn't realise how posh, how posh an accent she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's lovely, well, I'm sure you don't, you know she didn't, because you know someone that got with, yeah, I do, but let's not say that, right, so, well, I've had a bloody, I've had a bloody right old time, actually, this week, I went to London, and usually I hate London, but I had a bloody lovely time. Well, do you know why you had a lovely time, Eric? Because it was so quick. You just went there, did the thing, then went back. Yeah, I did. And I met Helen Ledra, who's well. If you don't know who she is, I don't know what I don't want to know who you are. She's just an absolute legend, and I was just so honoured and happy to meet her. And she's like proper. Oh, she was just so lovely. I was genuinely, like, gutted to have to leave her. I think she's very, very charming, and she just doesn't really give a fuck. So, I hadn't been... Yeah, I don't think I've ever been so open in an interview, because I did it for her podcast, Knock Knock. So, check that. No, I'm not starting a joke. Oh, that's what the podcast called. So, and it, it's and it's really good. It. I think it's going to be really good what's edited and stuff. Um, so I'll tell you when that's out. And, yeah, what a pleasure to meet her. She was so nice, so complimentary about what I do. And it made me, yeah, it made me go, do you know, Harriet, you're bloody good at what you do. Like, she just appreciated what I did. was just quoting bits and saying this and saying that. And to have a legend... Like, appreciate what you do. Just, they, well, there's no feeling like it, really. Yeah, and I and I was thinking on the train on the way home. Oh, I'll tell you what. So, because the BBC sorted out my travel, it was a sad, sorry state of affairs on the on the train on the way back. Because on the train on the way there, you had the majority of business people, because it's, like, the morning. So, we've got, like, it's the 10-something train, 10.55, I think. Oh, Yeah. So, like, 10.55 train, sat on a fucking seat, that's what you do. And so I sat on one of the four-ways seats. Uh, you made that sound more complicated than it. You know, there's just a table when there's four seats. Once, but I sat on one of them, and bloody coupled, the a lady thought she was stroking the bloody guy's leg. It was my bloody leg. Anyway, so I'm on the seat. The whole fucking carriage is free, and this absolute fucking idiot, he sort of stops, like, next to me. And an old peripherals told me there's someone there, and I'm like, no, surely he's not going to sit, like, next to me. Or, and I thought, well, no, sit, or sit opposite. And then he, he's like, can I sit that? He actually wants to sit next to me, next to me, when the whole fucking carriage is free. What's wrong with this guy? And then he's even started 
You know in a film, when someone writes down like a number on a piece of paper to make a deal, and then they slide it towards the other person? He did that with my train ticket. Just sl- My train ticket was on the table. He just go, yeah, I'm going to sit here and slid my train ticket towards me that was on the table. I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? He sits next to me, and I'm not very good, like, social anxiety. Like, just being, I just can't stand being cooped up. I was telling my boyfriend about it, and he was like, "Well, yeah, you made me say it away from you on the bloody mega bus, so and that, and I barely know you well." I said, "Yeah, exactly." So, so he sits next to me. Bearing in mind the rest of the carriage is still free, then Dolly Stockport comes along. He, uh, this guy bloody gets his fucking laptop out with his business and wires bloody coming in, and then yeah, so he gets his big wire to, to for his computer, and then because I've got the PowerPoint my side. And then he scooped it round the other side. And then these two massive people have come. And I'm thinking, surely they're not going to sit there. Because he's got his wires there now. Oh no, they don't. He's like, yeah, just drop them wires in the floor. And then they've slid in there. And then I'm just... Ugh. I feel like, you know, in that advert with the, with the Frutabix. When they all rammed in the in a lift. I felt, I felt like that. And I had stuff that I wanted to do, and one of them was I wanted to write a letter in handwriting. I mean, hand, like with well, with a pen, not with a computer. I wanted to do that, and because I'm left-handed, I'm one of them that sticks their elbows out. I just didn't have enough space to be comfortable. And I had a pot, you know them, um, like a pot of melon, like a, a fruit medley. Like for my breakfast, I thought I can't be slobbering on three different types of melon, being this close to people. That's not a quiet job. And I was just, ugh. And then the woman kept looking at me. I was thinking, well, probably because you were having a bloody panic attack over this situation. So then we've got, and I'm like, do you know what, Harriet? If you do this, it proves because I often let people, like what people are up to, bother me. So I was like, do you know what? If you overcome this. And last all the way to London, I'll have a lot of respect for you, and it shows you can not let people bother you like this. And then I've looked, and I'm like, are we only at crew? That's like over two, over two hours. I was like, fuck this. And so coming up to crew, and um, um, and I'm like, what I'll do is I'll pretend this is my stop. So I've gathered my stuff, and then I've gone, oh, thank you. Can I get out, please? Blah, 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 blah got out and then looked and then by this point the fucking other seats have filled up so the only fucking seat was like right in their eye gaze so then I sat down but I've got two seats to myself sat down and then they they <laughs> go to the toilet they're just like double take like is another woman with a melon <laughs> yeah but I, I don't care and I got my letters written even though bloody hell writing the letter on them very fast it moves so quickly uh, like once it's gone past crew the speed that that goes to london i've never known a train go so quick on another on another journey no i think uh going up to like cumbria yeah no it would be because that's also a virgin tra- it's virgin trains so i think they're the fastest trains no thank you so i think going to cornwall they don't go that fast so i have to double drop my travel sickness tablets to go to London. I oh, know, rock star. So, 
so yeah, so I so letter wise, guess what I was doing? So did I tell you about my pen pal problem? So what happened was because I don't like talking on the phone, I uh, wanted to know if there was a scheme because I bloody love old people, but I didn't want to like let anyone down by if when I get busy, like not being able to like visit when I say I I can or something because I know that isn't it when when you're elderly, things like that you look forward to like that as your day look forward. So I wouldn't want to let anyone down and. And with the phone thing, I was just more anguish than it's worth. So, so I just thought, so I put online asking if if there's a, a scheme where you can just write to old people. My God, it's bloody right a rigmarole it was. And then, I mean, only just now it's been sort. Of, anyway, so, so what happened was, a friend of mine said, "Have I told you this already?" Well, I'll do it. Bri- I'll, I'll speed it up. So, a friend of mine said um, that there's this lady that they want to set me up with that, that wrote to this other lady for 15 years and never got a reply. And she, But she continued to write to her for 15 years. I said, that is the woman for me. What a, love, what a good egg. That is a good person for me. So, And then by, by this point, someone else had like found some people for me to write to but if I'm honest with you my heart wasn't really in it with them because I had my mind set on this woman because I just think it takes a certain person to do that and the other person that I was writing to she was like grumpy she was just like slagging off her own kids off and that and I thought well if you're gonna slag your kids off you ain't gonna like like I just feel what we've got isn't pure do you know what I mean so so anyway so so I wrote to this other woman the 15 years one she fucking never wrote back to me bloody woman never wrote back to me i was livid i was like jesus this woman writes to someone that never writes back but i write to her and she never wrote she never writes back to me but then i thought after a few months i thought oh god i hope she's not dead so then i had to check with a friend what happened was post just a post because i wrote around christmas she replied around Christmas. I don't know whether we were whether she wrote the wrong address, missed something off because I didn't put I didn't put Derbyshire as the area because I resent doing that because I don't believe I think if I live thirty minutes from Manchester, how is it Derbyshire? So I resent putting Derbyshire. But when I did that, the letter came and I finally am communicating with this lady. And I tell you this, it was worth the wait. She's an absolute legend. She's like um because I. I went back to like, did you have a nice Christmas and stuff? Because obviously we were supposed to speak ages ago, and we technically did, but just not via each other. So I was like, oh, you Christmas? Did you make any New Year's resolutions? And she said she didn't this year because she usually a resolution is to not swear, but she never sticks to it. Like she's proper proper legend. She's going out. She went raving for a friend's seventieth birthday. She just talks like. Like, she do not really give a fuck and, like, opened up quite a bit, was honest and, ah, oh, just got a lot of time for this lady. I, I really do. And she, and she, she's really busy. She, she does, she does the phone, like, she's an, uh, like a friend on the phone for people and then she was like, I've got to go, uh, I've got to go pub. I hope you like this rubbish. That's what she says. Honestly, I feel... I'm just so interested to find out more about her, and then this other, and so now then, but then I got in, uh, I got put in touch with this other lady called Mary, 
and but I'm gonna stick with her because I feel like no one can compare to my to my renegade old lady. But I've still got to give other people a chance because they, they like they might get a bit of communicating with me, mightn't they? So so yeah, so that was really good. So I was trying to write my letter to Pauline. And then probably people clogging me in with the anyway. So and uh, yeah, so that's what. So, so but then on the way back from London, we didn't get anyone because do you know how much how much it is to uh, for so for a single for an open single coming back from London to Manchester, it's like one hundred and eighty something pounds, one hundred eighty one pound eighty, I think. Can you please let that process and then tell me what the fuck that's about? How is that? But I, but I noticed because I never get a train that time because I would. Oh, that's ridiculous. But because it was paid for, I bought the train and I bloody loved it. But I looked around and everyone was. It was just business people that had had their tickets. So that's why they get away with it, like Virgin, is because. Uh, everyone like just companies just cover it and company expenses like they just don't give a f- they just don't give a fuck how much it is they just do it willy nilly. So then, but if they said no, then then because they need to review it. You can't. You could get a car that would probably get you from London to Manchester for hundred eighty pounds. Would it? Might do one journey. Might do a couple of journeys. In fact, that guy from. Um, this is England. He didn't he, he got a car for thirty quid and it was his one around for ages. But how'd you get a car for thirty quid? Well you'll you'll have to ask him. So yes, yeah, so I did that ah, oh, then I went to uh Sheffield no, where did I no I didn't go I went to Doncaster, which is where my mum's from. So I always have a special place in my heart. Even though like I hope you don't probably say this, I feel like I can say it because my mum's from there. It's grim as fuck. Absolutely is. Like, I got off the train and I was... And you just see... It's just grim. But then... And I was like, oh my God, where's this gig? Because the other gig I did, you'd have to, like, walk on the motorway to get to it. This one, it was like... Ah, just this... Just this lovely... I'm assuming fairly new art centre was just in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, that's got the same name as the place I'm going to. It's the same place. Brilliant. And it was brilliant. It was such a fun gig. It, oh, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I felt like everyone was just on board with me. I was just really relaxed. I had a great time. It was really, really fun. So I was happy about that. But then, oh, God, this... So I decided to have a McDonald's on the... Do you know what it was? Another act. But he went and got McDonald's for his tea. And then it was in my head and I wouldn't have got it. I had a veggie. McDonald's, jeez Louise, my guts... Honestly, people on the train must have been like, as that woman shut herself because it was a <laughs> my guts was just going mad after it. Yeah, this woman was in the toilet for ages in Mc- McDonald's. Everyone was just standing around. One woman was pregnant, so I let her off, like working there. And but there was just n- no one had like collected the food off the tables in what looked like hours, and it was absolutely absolute mess. And then someone was in the toilet for ages, and then. And then they came out, oh, God, I'd probably, I'd put money on the fact that this woman was doing drugs in the toilet. She was, 
oh bless her she was just she was just a, such a mess and I was watching her make her so she had a cappuccino and an apple pie and that's how in it when you're off your head on drugs you just you never think of like normal milk you like apple pie and I was watching her make her and then because the woman that went into the toilet after her, after her there was definitely some sort of I think some paraphernalia was found or something from the woman that was clearly on drugs because the the woman was going on about it for ages but I was watching the woman that I think was on drugs making a cappuccino and, and I mean well she didn't make it either she was just giving the cappuccino well, I was just watching her put her salt in and uh, her fucking salt Oh, she might have, she's off red. Uh, sugar him. And I think I'd eaten all my meal and she's still fanning around with her cappuccino. Yeah, and you, like, you looked in her eyes and it was just absolutely vacant. It was, yeah, it was quite sad, really, because... But I think... Because I think Doncaster is one of those places where... It, um, like, what, what do you do there? I just think it baffling that my mum was how she is and, and is from there. But I guess it's just some people are special wherever they are, aren't they, really? And I'm not being blind just because it's my mum. No, she was just like just a real special character that I just couldn't imagine there. Yeah, but you haven't seen all of Doncaster. Well, I have. Went to the boating lake last time I was there. It's really pretty around there, actually. No, yeah, you're right. And it does look better, and it all looks better in the sunshine. But anyway, so I went there. That that gig was really, really, uh, really, really funny. So let's read your uh, fun, not funny. Well, it was I was very funny. Yeah. So let's read. Tell you this, why I'm doing my hour on Sunday. I didn't think I had enough. Then I've printed it off. I've got 11 pages of typed. I think it's size 10. Size 10 or 12 font. That's a lot, isn't it? I think I'll be fine. You hope. No, I think I... No, I will. So, let's see what's been happening. Um, and thank you so much for people saying how much they enjoyed the last one. I really... Like, I really appreciated that. I love seeing what good stuff everyone's been up to even though it's been getting a bit less actually so at one point i was having 30 odd messages and now i think i'm down to about 12 but people busy in the area you know so lovely sandra says this weekly post being here makes me appreciate my good things that otherwise might move on from too quickly i'm lucky that this week my granddaughter got better from a nasty virus Plus, met with some dear friends to go see Beautiful, the musical about Carol King. Now, I was very ignorant and naive and didn't know who she was. I'd heard the name, I think, but I just didn't really know. Uh, I asked her how many stars she gave it. So she said, nine stars out of ten. Carol King is a phenomenal composer-songwriter from the 60s, 70s, 80s for The Drifters and many more. Quite diverse styles. Then when left on own with two kids, wrote and sang Tapestry, have a listen, and became a famous singer of the time. I knew the singer but was amazed at how many hits she, with others, had written. I said, wonderful, shall check out. What would it have done for that extra... What would it have to have done 
for that extra star. She said, better bloody choreography. I added a bloody there. Some moves supposedly emulating previous times turning t- turned into chicken impersonations. Perhaps should get extra star for comedic value. But was chicken impersonations not indigent? I don't think that's the right word. Of that time. I thought, did Carol King sing, um, Why do birds suddenly appear? Is that that? Oh, why don't you just research like you said you would, you absolute liar. I'm not a liar. Stop it, man. Oh, man. I think I've stretched my ear holes, you know, with earplugs. Come on, what are you, what are you dithering about? Right, so... Jen Miller says, At last I can actually write something here. I've had a few suboptimals. Subop. Subop. Hello. Oh, yeah. I used to really fancy Taylor from Hanson. Yeah, I did. I always, I think people were quite long hair when I was younger. I liked Jason Orange. I think I was the only person in the world to like Jason Orange from Take That. Yeah. And then I, um, I was partial to a to a black gentleman when I was a child. And I remember cutting out the lead singer from 3T. Do you remember 3T? I need you. Um, Michael Jackson's cousins I cut out a photo of the lead singer of 3T uh, like the outside of his face Like, do, do you know what I mean so cut him out and then I put him on a white background and pretended it was a passport photo of my boyfriend so I'd be like, look at my boyfriend. People are like, isn't that the lead singer? Of course it's not. But Harriet, it's it's from <laughs> it's from Smash It's magazine on a piece of paper. Oh yeah, well I'll trust you to be jealous. Honestly. Um. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Jen Miller. At last, I can actually write something here. Have had a few suboptimals of late. I make suboptimals. Of late. Subop. Timmels. Subo. Timmels. Of late. I made not one, but two new friends. Harry, I feel like you've now made a mockery of this lady's good news. No, Jen will appreciate it. I made not one, but two new friends this week. One has been my neighbour for a year and a half and we've never spoken. We had a quick conversation over resident stuff. And due to a wording issue, we realised we're both Redditors. And, well, he and his missus are coming over for a curry and a moan about the other neighbours in the week. Other good stuff too, but these were my faves. So I said, suboptimals. Great words. What does it mean? Super news about neighbours. Tis always nice to know. Slash. Get on. With who's near. I bloody love a good neighbour, me. Oh, speaking of neighbours, bloody bumped into my neighbours yesterday, didn't I? On the way to the comedy store to do some new stuff. 
bumped into my lovely new neighbours, who says the people, my friends that now still live in the, well, they was like, because my neighbours were pissed, they were like, are we here, I'm having sex, I was like, oh yes, well that's a bit too much information, but though it was ever so nice, I really liked this shirt, Paisley, anyway, so lovely, it was lovely to see them, anyway, so, suboptimal means less than ideal, suboptimals being plural, referring to previous crappy weeks where it seemed to have been raining every day and I had like four dental appointments. Ugh, no one should have that many dental appointments. Well, my deepest sympathies. Teeth, honestly, they can really dictate. Like, I've before, because of teeth, found like, uh, what's it called when you, um, you constantly have that thing where you feel like lightheaded and dizzy. There's a word for it. Vertigo. Yeah, teeth. I swear, teeth can give you vertigo. I've had the feeling of vertigo because of my teeth. Anyway, and totally agree on the neighbour front. He's a different floor, so it's kind of forgivable. Yeah, I remember when I didn't know my neighbour that lived next door, and my not the last place, but the one before. And then the first time I spoke to him, he told me that the previous person hung himself in my flat. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. And then I I just get pissed. Because he hung himself in the bathroom. I just get pissed, sit in the toilet and be like, look, Lee, we're both in this together. Because he was called Lee. But, yeah. But my friend Lou, she's into, um, like, the, like, speaking to people that have passed and stuff. And it's one of those, isn't it? Because I'll say this and some of you will be like, oh God, this is where you've lost me and you might turn off and um, and all of that. Because I don't think it matters. You, you, you can or you can't believe. Like, who cares? But one thing that is interesting with my friend is, and I've said this to a couple of friends that have like, wondered whether it's true and that, but I said, the thing is, my friend Lou is not, categorically not a liar. So therefore, if she says it, then it, then it happens. That's how I see it. She's just not, she's just not a liar. She's just not got it in her. So and then, so she come round once, goes um, like start. She just sort of went a bit weird. I was like, "You all right?" I went, "God, is he here?" And she went, "Yeah." And she goes, hey, "Lee, are you there?" And then the um, my kitchen like light just went. And then blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Jennifer Banks goes, Someone nominated me for that 10 album thing. I think it was on Facebook where, yeah, you go, Is it 10 albums that change your lives or change your life? Anyway, not being one to fanny about for 10 days, I just did a collage of all of them in one picture and posted that. One of my Facebook friends, it turns out, is friends with the guitarist in one of the bands. And she commented on my post, tagged him in. So I replied and said, uh, so I replied to say how much I love the album. And he liked the comment. So that felt pretty good. That's great. And I said, that is one of the times when social media is good, isn't it? Because it's not good that often. And Jennifer said, yep. What with that and my mum's old mate tracking her down via Facebook page? Oh yeah, because that I did that a few episodes ago. Said about that. Social media has created some ace good happenings. 
and Alex Kendall says, Captain Sensible said thanks. Do you remember Captain Sensible? Bloody brilliant. Uh, do the okie-cokie, like, ravey, didn't he? Captain Sensible said thanks when I wished him a happy 64th birthday. My daughter finally sorted out her educational issues at college and my travel book is finally at the printers after six long years writing on and off. And it looks like I'll make it to next payday. Just so I said, yay, that's great. Blah, 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 blah. And he says, thanks. I think initially I'll sell it myself and try to get it published at a later date. The percentage on book sales is pants once the publishers take over. See, this is very good to know because I plan on writing a book, you see. So, so I, And I wouldn't have a clue if I was to publish it. And I interviewed Capt. So that's what we call Captain Sensible. Capped a while ago and just kept in touch. He's a good bloke. And then he put pictures of his book, which is called The Hog, the Dog and the Iron Horse Travels Through America. So check that out, Pipel. And then Paul von der Fecht, <laughs> hello, says, We continue to have good times in North Wales. We visited Apile Palas on Anglesey. See, that's, that's, is it? So Anglesey's North Wales, but that's like more in the depths, isn't it? Like Anglesey and Bangor, is, isn't it? North Wales, like really now, that's more at the top, isn't it? Yeah, but North, it's just like, it's like the northwest of England is like, like Liverpool's in the northwest. Is Liverpool in the northwest? Yeah, and that's far apart. It's not that far apart. You know what I mean? Do I know what you mean? Do you know what I mean? Do I know what you mean? Uh, anyway, so we visited the Pili Palace on Anglesey. That's a zoo, I think, where one of the free flying butterflies landed on Judy. The cottage. Wait a minute, Harriet. You've just. What's a free flying butterfly? Don't they all, don't all, but are some of them not free-flying? Did they, you just, like, <laughs> stood there with them on strings and then you're, like, steering them? I think you're being facetious, Harriet. Uh, the cottage that we had been staying in for for the last week was so lovely that we have already booked to stay again next year. We went back to the theatre, Cluid, nailed that, didn't I, Paul? To see a touring production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, which was funny, bonkers and inventive. Shakespeare plays definitely need more rock and roll songs, pop culture references and food fights. I bloody couldn't agree with you more. And last night we were back home in England for a dear friend's 40th birthday and she might have just a little bit of a hangover today. Great to see and hear about other people's good news too. Oh, Paul, you bloody good egg. You have to have a bloody hangover on your 40th birthday, so I'd be I'd be shocked if your friend didn't have one. It's your 40th, isn't it? Oh, I wonder what I'll do for my 40th. I think I'll be very happy. Yeah, but that's not what you're going to do. What are you going to do? Just sit in bed smiling. Well, I might do. Well, go on then. See, I thought, I assumed, as my dad says, never assumed, that you lived in North Wales. I think because I first, like, not met you there, but knew of you there. Do you know what I mean? 
but you live in England. So where do you live, Paul? Obviously, you don't have to give me a full address. Um, and thanks again for coming. Oh, look, I've genuinely looked forward to everyone's uh, what what everyone's been up to now. It, it warms my cockles. So yeah, so thanks, thanks everybody. This has been another episode. Oh yes, it has. Shut up, you shut up. I know. Uh, please leave a review. Get in touch if you want to. Have a bloody lovely week. Uh, once again, uh, I'd like to say a thank you to Craig Duncan. Not going to do silly with your name today, Craig. I've matured. Uh, for the Patreon, cheers. That's greatly appreciated. And, um, yes, I'll, I'll see you next week. I'll never see you, and I'm just speaking. You'll see me. No, you won't see me. Well, you could see me. Uh, yes. All the best. Have a great week. Cheers now. Thank you for just being you and listening. I very much appreciate it. I do. It makes me ever so happy. And one day I might have even more joy in my heart. So thank you for that. Thank you oh so much for that. Farewell. For now, this is episode 49. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download, share, tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.